and welcome to episode 48 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. Actually, in this case, I'm thinking about the brownies that I made from the latest cookbook we reviewed, What's Gabby Cooking? Everyday California Food, a book by Gabby Delkin. I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And Kate's right. We're here again with a cookbook review and with our friend Tara, who always joins us. So we're excited about that this week. Yay! And hello, my name is Tara. I'm a mom and a photographer with three kids and a husband living in Atlanta. I love reading and trying out cookbooks. So I'm really happy to join you guys once again. Our goal of this podcast is to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works for cookbook reviews. We decided that we were just so in love with What's Gabby Cooking that we wanted to cook from it, share the recipes we cooked, and then let you know what we think. I'll make sure to have a link to any recipes that are available on her website, as well as a link to purchase the cookbook on our website, which, by the way, is dinnersisters.com. So this is our fourth cookbook review. (gasps) Which is so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's reason for celebration in and of itself. And so if you wanted to listen back on our other cookbook reviews, we talked about Julia Tertian's Small Victories in episode 21, Bonnie Morales's Kashka from episode 31, mm-hmm. and Sweet in episode 38. That was an Odalengi and Helen Go cookbook. Yeah. So talking about our cookbook for this week, which is, as I said, What's Gabby Cooking? You know, I have to admit, I had a passing knowledge of Gabby Dulkin, mostly through her super gorgeous Instagram page. I mean, it's just so lush and beautiful. And she does such lush and beautiful things. Um, but I think Betsy, you and Tara were actually a little more familiar with her, right? Right. I also found her on Instagram, and then kind of dug into her website and started watching some of her Instagram stories, which are really fun. She does social media really, really well, which I think Mm -hmm. is part of her appeal. Agreed. And yeah, and her website has this really fun and fresh vibe, and she loves to share her love of California cuisine. Um, And I'll also say that she has just a great community of people. When you're on Instagram, that kind of matters you know it's yeah the community yeah that they have with them keeps that energy level kind of high and it just feels like a nice welcoming place so um i wanted to really kind of dig in and see what what her cookbook was about yeah she's very charming like i started to watch she used to cook on snapchat she i don't i don't know I don't know. I don't check in the Snapchat. I stopped that. I'm not probably, on the Snapchat. Like, I just, I can't. Ago, maybe two yeah. years ago, probably. So maybe she's still doing that. I don't think she is. I think she's doing Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly okay. now. Um, and her husband records, which is oh, that's uh, sweet. also pretty charming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Betsy's absolutely right. Like, she's figured out how to do Instagram. She does it super well. She has high energy. She's hilarious with her photographer and food stylist. So she's just, she seems like somebody who it would just be so much fun to hang out with. 
and I think I came across her on maybe Weelicious. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So I think it was a connection. She might have like talked about her or had a recipe or it might have been another food blogger. I don't remember, but it was probably about four years ago that I started to follow her on Instagram and I started to do like snack trays and cheese boards based on her Instagram. Fun. Yeah. So, and then a friend of mine this past year said, I really hope you got her new cookbook. And I hadn't. Um, but then I checked it out at the library. And anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the question I was going to ask, Terry. You were the one who chose this cookbook. Yes. So what was it that appealed to you? Well, so, okay. We, we just said we had four cookbooks. Julia Tertian, I feel like, is a, an approachable cook. Mm-hmm. Um, she has, you know, simple recipes. We all really liked her stuff. Um, and then there was Kachka, Kachka and mm. that was a little bit more different, uh, you know, cooking style, different ingredients. And then the Odolangi was, I think, like a step up as far as like baking goes. Mm-hmm. Um, a stretch. Yes. And so when we were talking about doing our next cookbook, you know, I think in January, people are looking for fresh recipes. They're looking to kind of get away from some of the indulgence that they've Mm. had between Thanksgiving and New Year's. And Mm -hmm. I was drawn to to this cookbook because I knew she had she's like you said before, she like very California style cooking. So lots of fresh veggies and fruits, but then at the same time, there's a lot of indulgent things in here as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought it would be a nice medium and I wanted to do something that was more like the recipes were more straightforward. So all that to say (laughs) here we, and here we are and here we are. And so I looked at the cookbook and I thought, okay, yeah, we definitely need to do this one. So from our group text, I know that we all made more than one recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're going to have a lot to talk about. I made a few. And I thought the one I'd mentioned first was the Southwestern sweet potato with quinoa chili. Mm-hmm. Which she said is based off a really popular recipe from her blog. And I can see why. Because to kind of like you were saying, Tara, it just... It's one of those things that's comfort food, but it feels a little bit healthier with the sweet potatoes and quinoa and corn and ground turkey instead of, you know, the ground beef and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, So she recommends topping this with avocados and some shredded cheddar, which I definitely did. And I have to tell you, I did this really great hot yoga class. Because it's January and I decided to like go to hot yoga because I'm doing that. Uh, And I I was there and I'm thinking, I'm going to have a bowl of that sweet potato quinoa chili when I get home. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to be living my best life. (laughs) And also, I'm not going to have a sad salad, right? Like, yes. I was thinking, I'm going to still feel healthy and great, but I'm also going to feel full, which, which. Right. Right. Satisfied. Satisfied. And And you said your kids went to town on this. They did. Everyone really liked this, which I thought was great. And then I really liked it. And I just think that's kind of her book in a nutshell was that I was feeling healthy, but I was also feeling full and satisfied and not Mm. like I was torturing myself. Yeah. (laughs) Which is always a good thing. You know, avocados are fatty, but they're also like filling and they're healthy. Mm -hmm. And she puts avocados 
on so many of her recipes. That's true. It feels like avocados are her spirit vegetable fruit, yeah. spirit yeah. fruit. Yeah. All right. Tara, what what did you cook first or what was your favorite recipe? Well, that's a good question. What did I do first? Because I think, I mean, even as we're speaking, I have the white chocolate raspberry cheesecake bars cooling. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in my refrigerator. That sounds amazing. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I know. I tried I'm some. I'm so upset you're in I Atlanta. tried some before my glass of wine so I could <laughs> talk about them. I guess I knew we were recording this podcast, but I, the, the one I am going to talk about, because my kids, so I made another one of her recipes tonight. Um, I made the uh, chicken tzatziki bowls tonight, which mm. everybody loved, but mm. my kids were still talking about dinner tonight. They, they said, remember those enchiladas you made, mom? Oh, and that's I, sweet. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, I mean, the, this chicken is really good, but the enchiladas, like they love the enchiladas. Oh. We even had them. My my kids even had them for leftovers for breakfast. What? Oh, wow. This morning. That's how much they love them. And it's not like it's not necessarily a hard recipe because you're using the rotisserie chicken. You're mm-hmm. using store-bought enchilada sauce, which by the way, I use Trader Joe's uh enchilada sauce, oh, which okay. was really good. Um I did cut back on the garlic, and I cut back on, I think there was, like, some chili flakes. Mm. Uh, I just wasn't sure. I've got one kid that is more sensitive to spice, so I did not want to scare him off. Um, But I made the, you know, cumin crema, which is just cumin and sour cream. Or I think I might have used some yogurt in there. Yeah, I do Um, that, too. Depending on what's in the fridge. Yeah, it was delicious. It was so, so good. It, but do give yourself a little bit of time. Like, enchil- you have to assemble them. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know. anyone who goes into enchiladas thinking it's going to be an easy, like, a short meal yeah. to assemble. It's assembly, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, I, you know, I had an assembly line set up, and... And in the book, in the cookbook, it says it makes 10 rolls, but I think mine got to nine because I overstuffed one. Mm. But, you know, uh, it's okay. Nobody, you'll you'll be making them again. <laughs> so that so that was the one I wanted to highlight the most is the enchiladas. I think it's actually Lazy Girl Chicken Enchiladas. That sounds delicious. I'm going to have to go back and check that recipe out. Um, I actually made one of her salads. I was totally in the mood for something that was a little lighter. So I looked at the sesame miso market salad and that was my winner to pick. And I'm so glad I did because the vinaigrette was um, miso, rice vinegar, honey, ginger, garlic, soy sauce, and lime. So it was really tangy, but also kind of a savory tasting, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. And then the salad was lettuce, uh, an Asian pear, which I couldn't find, but I used a Bosque pear instead, which was great. Um, cucumbers, her avocados, mandarin oranges. I loved that I could find everything at the grocery store this time of year, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, at first, when I was reading this, I was a California cuisine. I have read books that are, are like, quote-unquote, California cuisine that are, like, um, these, like, very West Coast, very hard-to-find sometimes ingredients that are, like, very fresh market kind of things, which, mm-hmm. I mean, sound delicious, but I just can't source. And mm-hmm. her recipes, I thought, really were a great way of, like, showcasing a lot of produce without um, being too much into the, like, oh, you're not shopping at 6 a.m. in the San Francisco farmer's market? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Kate, I love that point because I 
didn't think about it when we were making recipes from this book, but you are mm-hmm. absolutely right in that California cuisine can be a little bit intimidating or hard to make for people who are not in California necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it can get frustrating because you're thinking, I want to make these beautiful, you know, light lunches that you're making and all this beautiful produce, but all the ingredients are so obscure that I'm, right. I just am frustrated by it. And this really was right. Very, I'm not getting like whole papayas, you know, yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, or what right. or what have you. Right. And this was all very accessible. And it was so good. It said it fed like six people or eight people and I halved it. And then I ate like three quarters of the halved recipe. So I ate a lot of salad. <laughs> <laughs> James is like, are you okay? And I was like, this is just so delicious. Um, so it was really good. Yeah. But that avocado was great because it was, um, you know, the healthy fat really, you know, mm-hmm. kept me going. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like the most like rich stick to my ribs kind of meal I've ever had. But mm-hmm. to be honest, to have a light Saturday lunch is probably not a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be one of those if you're in the, if you're looking through this cookbook, I'd recommend you make. Great. So Tara, what else did you make? Well, um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the, um, the avocados, um, mm. because I made the guacamole, um, and it's funny when I, I made the guacamole to go with the green rice bowls, I think oh, yeah. it, was. it was like green rice. It had like a cilantro vinaigrette, which by the way, her vinaigrettes are phenomenal. They are. I make the basil one. I started to make that a couple of years ago and you can literally put that. I'm not going to say the word, but you can put it on anything. Like, <laughs> like you could put it on meat. You can put it on vegetables. I put it on fruit. Anyway, mm. sorry, I'm going to get back to the avocados. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you, you top it with her guacamole. And oh, she's nice. famous for making this guacamole. It's like lime and lemon and chives, which is interesting. My my husband was like, what did you do to this guacamole? Like, it's really good. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I know. I actually got that a lot with the recipes that I made. So I feel like I wanted to highlight that. I mean... Let's see. The the pavlova. I also need to say my seven-year-old made that recipe. Oh, Oh, that's so fun. It was so fun. And he's really into cooking right now. And so I want him to be a part of that whole process if he wants to be. Mm -hmm. And so he was very excited about the pavlova. And we brought it to like a potluck meal. Everybody loved it. We took a picture of him with the pavlova. Yeah. Um. But I one one thing I want to mention, since I have made probably about like 10 or so recipes from this book so far. Oh, my goodness. She, yeah. <laughs> she does go heavy with like onions and garlic, which is okay. totally fine. But if you do have like a sense, like if you are sensitive, like my sister-in-law can like smell, taste garlic from like a mile away and she hates it. Like what somebody like life. that. You may want to be cautious when you're making these recipes. When I make the basil and the cilantro vinaigrette that are in the book, I actually quickly fry the garlic before I add it because it takes away some of the. Um, Got it. Uh, well, I I don't maybe like spice bite kind of yeah yeah the bite. like the mm-hmm. bite yeah exactly but. My breath after I've eaten a lot of her recipes are you know, <laughs> it's delicious though. Very, very good. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I did you you made the did you make the brownies yet, Tara? No. So okay. so I was gonna make the brownies. I decided to go with the white chocolate raspberry. Oh my gosh. 
a cookie. So, well, and a lot of that is that same seven-year-old. He doesn't like chocolate. Right. So, yeah. So, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, Oh, well, I, more for us. Yeah. So I just had a quick change up to the cheesecake raspberry bars. So... Yeah, so I did make the mocha chocolate chunk brownies, which I mentioned at the top of the episode that I was, like, gnawing on the frozen ones earlier. They were so good. So it was perfect timing. I'd been traveling a lot last week. I actually, um, I did, like, a 24-hour turnaround in one of my travels, which was insane. And so I got home, and I was like, I just need something chocolatey to calm my nerves. And Mm -hmm. these were perfect. They were fudgy. They had the chocolate chunks in it. The mocha was a little delicious, like, kind of depth to it. Um, I have a very, like, I think everyone has their favorite kind of brownie that they like. And this Mm -hmm. is my favorite kind, which is, like, fudgy, but it's not, like, truffle-like, like a flourless chocolate Mm -hmm. cake. It still has a little bit of cakiness to it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to explain Mm -hmm. it. These were perfect. I thought they were so good. Um, And I told myself I was going to give these to my coworkers, and I did not. So if you're a coworker, I'm sorry, but I ate them. (laughs) So, and I know some of them listen to me, and they're going to, like, listen to this episode and be like, really, Kate? We're going to have to talk. (laughs) So, oh, well. Another pan. Another pan. Yeah, just an excuse to make some more. I also made her Romanesco sauce. Which mm-hmm. was super easy, but really flavorful. And if you've never had Romanesco sauce before, um, it's roasted red peppers that you blend up with nuts and, and basil and the garlic terra that you're talking about. Um, olive oil, smoked paprika. And so it's this like um, smooth, I would call it um, maybe a hummus or a baba ganoush texture, mm-hmm. right? Really mm-hmm. smooth. Mm-hmm. And I use it as a dip for carrots and cucumbers and some of those wasa crackers. Um it was so delicious. I gave some to a friend, and she actually tossed it in some pasta with meatballs. Oh. oh. What and a she great said idea. it was so good. And I loved that it was, again, like, we know my nut hoarding proclivities. <laughs> like, right. I have a lot of nuts all the time. So this was a very pantry-friendly thing for me. If you just know you, this is a dip you'd like to make and keep these kind of around, this would be something that I think if you set out in a tray with other stuff, like your store-bought hummus and you had friends over and then people would dip into it and be like, Ooh, what's this? And then How you can, fancy. You know. Yeah. I really like to like kind of impress people, you know, you do. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's listened to any one of these 47 episodes, <laughs> they've, they've picked up on that case. It's true. Okay. But in any case, if you make that sauce, it's delicious. Great as a dip. Even in pasta, I might actually make it again just so I can try the pasta thing that my friend did, which I thought sounded so good. Um, so, Betsy, what did what are the other things you made? So, I made the perfect roasted potatoes. Ooh. Which were just kind of diced potatoes that you roast. It seems simple, mm. but she emphasizes that the key is of plenty of spice and tossing them in the hot heat. Which is something that I just appreciate as someone mm. who doesn't, like, intuitively know these things. So the perfect roasted t- potatoes were actually very delicious. And I served them with some pan-fried tilapia. Everyone was really happy that that was the side because it seemed, like, a little bit more fun than a normal side. She mm-hmm. also says to make a big batch of these and use them in breakfast tacos. Oh. Oh. Right? Doesn't yeah. that Love sound a so good? Taco. So Same. I also made the winter citrus salad. Oh, yum. Which I enjoyed. And it's just, you know, citrus. And then it's, I think, pistachios and goat cheese. And then 
another one of her vinaigrettes, which I love how she has these four or five vinaigrettes that she kind of works from throughout Mm -hmm. the cookbook in the back. And, you know, it's just useful things that you can make and kind of add to your um, skills as a cook or Mm -hmm. that you can bring into your everyday cooking, which I appreciated. So I have I have really bookmarked a lot of things in that book that I want to cook, though. The Meyer lemon bars. I thought oh, looked good. Yum. There's a whole chapter on bowls that I didn't really dig into. She's got some homemade pizza recipes. I was surprised at just the sheer number of recipes in here. Yeah, I mean, it, and they're, uh, you know, to go with the, the homemade pizza and the salad, um, she does it by season. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. She has like a themed salad and a pizza for whatever season, you know, what whatever's in season. So final judgment, our rating, which is kind of, should you buy it? What do you think, Betsy? Well, I bought this one oh. and I'm glad I did because it is just packed full of recipes that I want to make, which doesn't happen very often. And mm. I loved that there are healthy turkey chilies, but then also like the raspberry cheesecake bars that Tara made. Mm. And then she says, these would be great for a bake sale. And I'm like, yes, I do need bake sale recipes, <laughs> but I also need dinner recipes. Yeah. And I also need, you know, these vinaigrettes and some dips and things. It just felt like a very, a book that would really slot into my life well, mm. which was nice. Tara, what did you think? Well, I bought it. I just, after I checked it at the library, I went to William Sonoma and I just bought it. Uh, which, which is, is crazy because you don't buy any cookbooks no. no i don't i know you guys listeners ringing endorsement big deal it's a big deal i um yeah so i, I don't know I, I i'm gonna piggyback off of what betsy said there's like things for potlucks there's things for like we make a snack i make like a snack board cheese tray or whatever once a week during the summer at least mm-hmm. and this just brings me inspiration for doing something like that. Um, I have made, I, I, I don't know, I've just made so many recipes already out of this cookbook because everything is so full of flavor. And mm-hmm. the photos just like, ju- the food just jumps out at you. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I bought it. I would probably buy it for maybe a new cook or mm-hmm. Someone who's looking for straightforward, simple, um, pretty easy to do mm-hmm. recipes. So anyway, high praise. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, Tara. I was going to say this is a cookbook that I would buy as a gift for a housewarming. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's a great idea. Or yeah. yeah, or for a birthday present for a friend who says they want to start cooking and doesn't know what to do. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a little more fun than maybe a joy of cooking. Although I would, or something like that. Like they want yeah. something fun to do. Um, yeah. I really liked all the recipes in the book, and I, I, only the only thing holding me back is I recently just Marie condoed my entire bookshelf <laughs> of oh, cookbooks. Man. Yeah, yeah. And so like oh, I'm right. hesitant to buy another cookbook. Yeah. But this one's like, oh, I don't know. It is yeah. sparking joy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So I might actually just get it on my Kindle mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and do it that way. That way it's less space. I don't know if that counts. But um, this is, in, in any case, whether or not I buy it or I check out from the library again one more time, I'll definitely be visiting her blog. Um, I was really inspired by her. And I think this is a great choice, Tara. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm mm. so glad you guys felt the same way that I did. Well, fun, fun review. And thanks so much, Tara, for joining us again for another cookbook review. You're welcome. It's yeah. always a pleasure. Yeah, I cannot wait for the next one. So you're actually usually in charge of that, Tara. So I'm excited to see what you come up with. Yes, we have a lot of discussing. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's what's for dinner in this special episode. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We've got all our show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Or, you know what? We've been really getting into our Facebook group lately, so you can always join that. And you can find us on Facebook at Dinner Sisters Podcast. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. Every time we get a review, Betsy and I share it back and forth via text for like the entire day. We love them. They make us so it's happy. It's true. It's very, very true. And then we send each other um, gifts about how like amazing people are. So that's how people get to know us if you do that. So thank you so much if you have. And if you've been thinking about it, please do. So thanks for everything and happy eating. <laughs>